Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Monday of Holy Week, April the 11th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. John, chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. John 12, verses 1 through 11. Well, yesterday, of course, was Palm Passion Sunday. And now it's Monday of Holy Week. The crowds have gone home, carrying on their regular duties of Sunday and now into Monday. Uh, The palms have been picked up. The cloaks have been regathered. The uh, donkey has been stabled. And people are back to their ordinary everyday activities. The entry into Jerusalem that we celebrated yesterday is now but an echo and a memory as we move closer and closer to the passion, death, and the hoped-for and glorious resurrection of Jesus on Easter Sunday. But the scene from our gospel is that Uh, After the raising of Lazarus, uh, Jesus returns to Bethany, the village of Lazarus, whom Jesus had raised from the dead, and there with uh, Martha and Mary, uh, her sister, they decide to give Jesus a banquet, and all kind of people are invited And into this particular banquet to honor Jesus and to offer thanks for the raising of Lazarus, another Mary appears. And we don't know anything really about her other than if we reference back to the Gospel of Luke and of Matthew. She is identified uh, as a penitent woman, uh, a sinner, and what she does is she appears and uh, she begins to perform what we might call a uh, prophetic act. This woman, Mary, brings in a pound of costly perfume made from genuine aromatic nard, a kind of aromatic ointment, uh, which they use to fragrance the room, and especially for the body of the dead. Because remember, there was not all of the, of course, modern techniques we have for preservation, etc. And anointing was also for that reason, but also because the Jewish people, the Jewish religion, had a great deal of reverence for the dead and for the body. And so what she does is Uh, she begins to anoint Jesus' feet, uh, which is what you do with one who has died. And she dried his feet with her hair. The Gospel of uh, Matthew and in Luke, they talk about it differently because they add the idea that she wept and with her tears she washed his feet and anointed and dried his feet with her hair, which raises the ire of the Pharisees 
at this particular act. But in this particular gospel, she dries his feet with her hair, she anoints him, and Judas Iscariot is the one who becomes uh, upset. He protests. Why was this perfume not sold? It could have been uh, bought for 300 silver pieces, and the money could have been given to the poor. And the Gospel of John adds he wasn't concerned about the poor. He used to steal from uh, the common purse and use the money for his own expenses. We hear that today, don't we? Oh, the church has so much money. The church has this. The church has that. That money could be used for the poor. Uh, when we hear that, uh, it ought to cause us a little pause uh, to find out what's really going on. And uh, Jesus uh, says uh, to him, Leave her alone. Let her keep it against the day. They prepare me for burial. The poor you will always have with you, but me you will not always have. In the midst of this banquet, there is the sober reality that another day is upon them, which means a day closer to his passion and his death, all that he will have to endure to take away the sins of the world and our guilt, our sins. And the great crowd of Jews discovered that uh, Jesus was there. He had returned to Bethany. And so they came to see. They wanted to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And the fact was that the chief priest planned to kill Lazarus too, because many here were going over to Jesus and believed in him on account of Lazarus. After all, Lazarus, who was dead for four days in the tomb, uh, he's now alive. And the story about Jesus raising Lazarus must be true. There he is. They all saw him put in the grave, bound and wrapped up in the ceremonial uh, uh, finery. And yet he's alive. And Jesus did this. And now the people are more than ever believing in Jesus, which only further uh, firms up the resolve of the Pharisees to kill Jesus, but they must also heal Lazarus. Because Lazarus is the proof that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Isn't it ironic? It's bitterly ironic when we think about it, that the one who brings life, not only physical life, but life eternal, eternal life, is met by the opposition of the world and by those who should be celebrating and rejoicing that God's promise made to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob uh, millennia ago, thousands of years ago, has now been fulfilled in Jesus. And instead, because of their fear, their desire for power and for greed and for control, what is their answer? It's not one of rejoicing. 
It's one of, we're now more determined than ever to kill Jesus. And with him, we have to kill Lazarus. It's always the response of the world. That's the answer to every problem. Kill, destroy, bury, put soldiers in front of a tomb, make sure that all of it is silenced. Silenced. Because we don't want to hear the truth. We don't want to know the truth. And so their answer is always death, where Jesus comes to bring life. And this woman, identified as Mary, she, she prepares his body, but notice that the aroma, it says, fill the whole house. Has Jesus' death and resurrection will fill the whole of creation, the whole of the universe, in taking away all sin and guilt and achieving that reconciliation between God and his creation and every person that Satan has destroyed through that first fall in the Garden of Eden. And so the chief priest, they plan to kill Lazarus and Jesus because many come to believe in him, because they have seen Lazarus. And so it's a sober reminder, isn't it, that in this Holy Week, we too are called to be witnesses as Lazarus. It is a time not only of death, but more importantly, and most importantly, it is a sign of life that indeed she is preparing the body of Jesus for death. But through his death, the aroma of new life, of forgiveness and of mercy, will fill not only the house of Martha and Mary and Lazarus, but it will fill the whole earth and all therein. And down through history, history carries the aroma of the cross, Yes, and of the resurrection. Both of those together. And so on this Monday, we see that once again we move ever closer to this Good Friday on the way to that glorious Easter, that true triumph when Jesus will no longer be among the dead, but he will be living. And because he lives, all of us, you and I, we can face tomorrow and all fear is gone because he took upon himself our sins and our guilt and opened for us that reconciliation so that we too might live in the presence of God now and forever. God bless you.